Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming every Friday. I'm Rick McAfee, producer and editor of this podcast. I'm Jay Bratt, a virtual reality YouTuber. I'm Adam Charlton, a VR game developer who really enjoys eating bananas. <laughs> this, this just just got crazy. Hey, I... <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have a banana here on the podcast, <laughs> and I'll get to that in a second for those listening that are so confused. Um, so, our usual fourth uh, host, Destiny, not bit, not able to make it today. She's uh, you know busy watching a Jonas Brothers concert or something. So. <laughs> Where did that even come from, Jay? <laughs> uh, it's a long story, but I'll make it really fast. When I used to manage Starbucks, one of my employees one day came in. She was totally hoarse, but we hadn't we didn't have enough people, so she had to work. So every customer that came up, and when she couldn't talk, I kept telling them she blew out her voice yelling at a Jonas Brothers concert, even though she hated <laughs> them. But she couldn't say anything to fight it, so she had to deal with it. Now Destiny is also gone watching a Jonas Brothers concert in VR. But we're joined by we're joined by a banana. Rip, who is this guy? They want to they want us to talk about the reverb G two. So the stream go away. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So instead of Destiny, we've got the amazing, the talented. <laughs> uh. Do you want to uh, uh, Jordan, aka Commander Nexion? How do you go by when you're competing? Uh. Uh. So uh, when I'm competing, I'm a, uh, I go by Nexion. Uh, yeah. So, so, um, so go ahead and tell, tell them all about you. All right. Everything about me. Right. So uh, yeah, my name is yeah, within reason. My name is uh, Jordan Carr <laughs> and uh, yeah, I am a uh, VR enthusiast and gamer. And I am also one of the four members of a small VR esports team called the OKVR OK team. And they are, as the name suggests, perfectly adequate. <laughs> it was very intentional. Yeah, we're not shooting for the stars here. <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually, uh, from what I've heard, they actually, they win some stuff, they get some prizes, and they're they're pretty good at what they do. Um, so, yeah, he, he competes in a team that plays VR on VR treadmills, which is super cool. If you're not familiar with what that is, it's like a, it's like a sort of, I mean, there's different ways to pull it off, so I'm not getting to get in get into too much detail but basically you're strapped to a thing and the thing lets you run in any direction without actually moving in real space i so. am blown away by the technical description <laughs> that you gave of vr i was gonna mill. say that's that's exactly how it came in the instructions <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was spot on Verbatim. strap yourself to yeah. the thing and the thing will let you move <laughs> it's very technical yeah so if you haven't already picked up we're somehow you know that we mentioned something out about a banana what's that about so uh we are all sitting here in vr we're interacting as if we were really in a room together so check out the youtube channel if you want to see us and our lovely vr faces or in the case of jordan here his level lovely yellow uh uh fruit skin i don't know I, I don't know any good technical terms for that before before we get any further <laughs> jordan can you just say it's peanut butter jelly time maybe do a little dance just <laughs> oh, just do it so i've been practicing my entire life for this all right peanut butter jelly time <laughs> yes <laughs> there we go all right. perfect that was perfect you gotta go to the youtube first one's to see free, it, the rest of them cost yeah you gotta go to youtube <laughs> so, it was perfect 
For those that are new here, we run the podcast in three sections. First, a VR gaming news section. Second, we'll be talking about our experiences with some of the newest VR games to come out. Third, we'll be talk or we'll be running a discussion that changes week to week. This week, we'll be talking about VR treadmills because we have someone who does that. Uh, com- competitively, professionally, what what do you prefer? Uh, competitively, like, I'm, I'm, competitive. Yeah, it's I don't we don't win enough to make a living off of it, but we're right. we're definitely winning enough to stay in and keep playing. Gotcha. Okay, so um, we'll be talking all about VR treadmills and you know how much they improve that experience. And I think all of us three or uh, us hosts, you know, the VR treadmills are expensive. It's hard to like really get your hands on these things. You have to go to find one or you have to be really into VR and just dying to try some locomotion to really pick that up. So we're super lucky to not only have someone who's experienced with that, but you know, does this consistently and regularly and is good at it. So super excited to talk about that. Um, last week though, we talked about if streaming VR streaming will ever be as big as flat screen streaming. So if you want to hear about that discussion topic, go to last week's podcast. So, with dis- with I don't know why I was just about to say with destruction out of the way <laughs> <laughs> destruction of the opening section of the podcast it's accurate yes <laughs> um so uh, with introductions out of the way we are ready for the news segment but first our sponsor this week's news segment is brought to you by Styrian does your VR headset still live in a cardboard box I know mine did well. Here at Full Dive Gaming, we believe your headset should... Re- <laughs> yeah, the, the head shake, like, <sighs> unacceptable. <laughs> so, here at Full Dive Gaming, we believe your headset should rest on a stand worthy of your perhaps expensive VR device. And that's why we are excited to recommend to you the Aura Universal VR Stand. Compatible with every your, every excuse me VR headset, the stand is minimalist, it is modern, and it looks just great on your desk or your living room or wherever you want to put it. It's got clean RGB. It's, it's like this glass panel thing and it looks cool. And it's got RGB lighting that runs through all of it. You got all sorts of colors. You can choose an alternating color mode and it's got a USB to charge your controllers, your quest, your phone, whatever you want. Really cool. Compact. We, we, we can't recommend this thing enough. It's, it's actually like, we're, we're excited to tell you about this guys. It's, it's honestly a great product. We've got, we've even got a person here who got one and can also tell us their opinion. Oh, that's no right. Heard yet. Yeah. 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 What do no, you think I, of it? Uh, I love it. Um, I actually shopped around for quite some time and never bought a VR headset. Like, like you guys had said, you know, it was living in the box forever just to keep it safe. Right. Um, but I, I, you know, heard about the headset through the podcast actually and uh, i went and i looked it up and i immediately just loved the simplicity of the design of it and everything and the the lighting and everything coming through it it just right. it looks beautiful with the rest of my setup so oh it does it's it's for the gamers it's made for the gamers and yeah. you guys know you guys know out there we told you before use the code full dive <laughs> you get five dollars off well guess what happened with jordan here he was just so excited to get this thing he jumped on amazon didn't go to asterianproducts.com and just bought it full price. I told Asterian the story. I was like, well, we had someone who was going to buy one through us and use the code, but they just bought it on Amazon. And you know what they did? They asked me for Jordan's order number and refunded him $5 on the headset. Yep. How crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, that's so awesome of them, <laughs> even though it wasn't so, our code. 
job. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Excellent customer service. Yeah. They're awesome. All right. Before uh, Jay gives too many good ideas, they have not told us they're going to keep doing that. All right, Jay. <laughs> they won't do it ever again. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's the code. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we made a, that was, that was a bit of our mistake in clarifying that you guys, you need to go to Asterian Products. That's www.asterianproducts.com. It's in the show notes. It's in the YouTube description. If you don't know how to spell that and type in the code full dive at checkout to get $5 off any order, $19.99 or more. All right, now we can start the news. Or the Q&A. Or the Q&A, that's right. We have a bit of Q&A. I, I really ought to just say this is a section because it always feels like it. So we have some Q&A um, before we hop into the news. Hopefully we'll keep this brief because we, we always love to answer you guys' questions. If you want to ask us your question, join the Discord community. It's also in the show notes in the YouTube description. We've got some great questions here. Um, if you want to make sure that your question is like almost for sure answered and definitely answered before everyone else's, join the Patreon. You will be bumped to the head of that line. All right. Starting off, uh, Jay, you got the first question. First question. Big surprise. Who's it from? It's from Rumbo. Rumbo <laughs> asks, when you try out VR, is it genuinely mind-blowing, awe-inducing, and jaw-dropping? Like, do you actually feel like you're there? transport to another world with your real spatial awareness gone and how long does that wow feeling last i'll i'll give a quick answer here what i think yes if you pick the right experience yes the first time can be absolutely mind-blowing and crazy but you got to get the right experience that's going to really have you seeing the good graphics having your hands really well well represented and it's for me personally i don't know if it ever necessarily wears off it's all about continuing to find the right experiences because I'll think, oh, it's gone. And then I'll get in some game like Half-Life Alex. And for the first time, it's like, oh, my gosh, it comes back again. Uh, right. Jordan, how long have you been playing in VR? So I've been playing VR for probably about two and a half years now. What um, do you think about this? So as as you know, I I only have the HTC Vive. It's the only VR headset I've ever tried. I bought it shortly after it came out. Um, I, in terms of Ram Rumbo's question, I mean, I, I agree. It definitely depends. Um, if you are playing, you're playing a game like Beat Saber, you're playing a game, uh, you know, like Elite Dangerous, where you are totally immersed and everything just lines up. It, it can be, it can take you to another world and you completely lose track of time. Elite Dangerous, for instance, I have got, you know, I've, you've seen photos of it. I've got quite the expansive setup with over, I think, 80 different keyed buttons for this wow. simulator and everything's one for one. When I reach out my hand in the real world, I touch a physical or in VR, I touch a physical object in the real world. So when I push my throttle up, I see it move in game. So yeah, for me, I'll go into VR and I have to set, I have to set alarms. <laughs> I'll just completely <laughs> lose track of time. So yeah, I, I think you can definitely get lost if it's if it's the right game, if it's good development. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and in terms of how long does the wow feeling last, you know, if you're if you go to the top of a mountain and it's a gorgeous view and you're like, this is just incredible. Well, you know, if you keep going to that same view for months, <laughs> then you know, you can still go to it and appreciate it. But obviously, like, by now, it, it takes a very special VR game for me to go, wow, this is incredible. Because I've seen a lot of very incredible VR games. And after some point, the the 
the wow factor of VR itself, it goes away. Like most things, you know, if you took someone from the 1800s and brought him here, he'd be just amazed by a screen by itself, right? <laughs> Maybe by so the like, light turning on by itself. Then. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, like any piece of tech, you know, it doesn't stay this, like, incredible, mind-blowing thing every time you walk into it. That'd be crazy. That'd be maybe cool, but it's it'd be crazy. <laughs> no, so I it does go away, agree. but... Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. It does go away, but man, those first couple times you try out VR, I put on VR headset and I would honestly forget a little bit like i would take off the headset and it would just feel weird being back in the real world right <laughs> yeah now that does go away after a while yeah. but oh man there's there's nothing compared to that first wa factor when you're first trying out vr oh it's so nice <laughs> all right moving on to our next question um adam you got this one yes i do so this question is from starsight on our discord if you had an unlimited budget what vr headset would you buy and this can include accessories and customizing your play space as well so, uh, you know, I got to say, one of the things is that the Index is just one of the best well-defined headsets on the market, right? It just right. works well with things. It's well-optimized. It's made by Steam for Steam VR. But unlimited budget, man, I, I got to say, the first thing I'll do is, well, first buy a house with just a giant VR room, right? <laughs> unlimited budget after all, right? Oh, yeah, right. Because right. that's the hardest thing about VR, especially for, um, you know, outside in tracking VR is getting a good play space. And so I would just get a house with a giant open basement where we're talking <laughs> just like, you know, a hundred by a hundred feet, right? Where I can just right. walk everywhere in game. That would be incredible. That's what I wish I had. But you know, unlimited budget, we can dream, right? <laughs> right. What about you guys? What kind of VR headsets, accessories would you go for? I want to rent your 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 below ground warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> this might this might sound crazy, but I, besides, obviously, I want to try the Pimax 8K just once to see if it's even cra what it's cracked up to be. But like, I feel like I might honestly still say a Quest with a warehouse and a five gigahertz <laughs> wireless modem with modems all over the walls, so that I could yep. play games wirelessly in this huge space. Because even if you had an index in that huge space, problems you're going to run out of wire at some point. But if I could just run through the whole world of Half Life Alex with my literal feet wirelessly even with the lower resolution of the quest it would just be it would just be way more amazing i think than any high resolution headset could be like wireless is just we're not there yet even with an unlimited budget you probably couldn't pull us off but that's what i would want if it was possible with that budget you see and that really surprises me because i feel like that's a big debate in the vr community right now is do we want accessibility and portability like the quest or do we want high fidelity like the index and so it's interesting to see you go for the uh portability because i definitely wouldn't want that when i play vr i want the best experience possible to put me in that world and so it's really interesting to see that you would still go for the quest that's really have cool. you have you played a wireless one yet though because i feel like i would have said the same the minute you play it, one of the games that you know and love totally wirelessly, it kind of changes the perspective a little. At least it did for me because it was like, whoa, this is this. Right. Just, it's just so freeing. <laughs> See, I'd, be, know, I'd be paranoid about running into things the entire time with wireless. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm with that. You got to have that warehouse wide open. You got to know <laughs> that there's that space. You got to be able to trust that there's that space there. Yeah. We're like, and, you know, you have the... Uh, 
the the VR guardian like uh, uh wall thing, you know? Mm-hmm. You have that like five feet from <laughs> the edges of the warehouse, <laughs> so you've got like room to like run at the wall, and you've still got time. To five sleep. feet to stop at a full sprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> or instead of a warehouse, you just get a VR treadmill, right? So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, to quickly wrap up Starsight's question, though, I think I think we can all say that VR is still at a point where there's there's like the technology is still evolving so it's not quite it's not like cars where like you can buy a cheap car or you can buy a million dollar car it, right now the best headsets are just like we're still trying to come up with new headsets and those are the ones to buy so right now technically the Pimax is more expensive than the index but i personally would still prefer an index because the index is not as heavy it's got a bigger like user base and is you know it, it's not like as finicky and that's expensive, but it's still in the terms of like products that can like vary from a hundred dollars to like hundreds of thousands. VR tends to stick within the uh, I'm going to say four hundred dollar to maybe fifteen hundred dollar range. So having an unlimited budget only helps so much. At least with headsets. There's no Ferrari <laughs> in the VR world yet. Right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, two more questions. Uh, let's keep these ones brief. Nuno asks, uh, hardest game you recall completing? Uh, we'll go very quick. Just say it maybe one sentence. Um, right now, we're going to talk about it a little later in the podcast, but um, uh, Battle Group VR is kicking my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to talk about it. Uh, Dragon's Quest on PlayStation 3. It's a 2D side scroller and it gets oh. increasingly, di- yeah, <laughs> increasingly difficult as you go. <laughs> Half-Life Alex, hardest difficulty carrying the gnome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That's right. That was the... <laughs> uh, okay. Did anyway. you get it? Did you get the gnome, to the gnome to the end? What? Hardest difficulty gnome beginning to end. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's All right. All right, Jay. I, I don't finish games that are too hard for me, but in recent times, Crisis Brigade 2 was the hardest game I can oh, remember yeah. playing and not even wanting to finish. So there's too much VR. I move on if it's too hard to complete. Right. I'm not a grinder <laughs> like these guys. <laughs> Last question. Uh, what's your Wait, least... Oh, real real quick. <laughs> chat chat took, a, took a little spin on our Ferrari topic. And Natalie says VR... Ari, so Ferrari. Uh, <laughs> Ferrari. Yeah. Right. Like we should make we should make the headset. Hundred thousand dollars for a headset. Uh, for a Ferrari. <laughs> what's your least favorite VR game? I'm just gonna say this to make Nat mad because she's in the stream. Cat lateral damage. Uh it's akin to something <laughs> like when Will was on the podcast talking about being a dog and said you're being a cat, but it's super janky. It barely <laughs> works. And and I'm just gonna say that to say it. What about what about Adam? Oof. You know, I got to say Orbis VR oh, <laughs> is yeah. the game that I can never recommend. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I before we move on from that, I got to say, I that game is a special place in my heart because it's one of the first game I played with you guys. So. Right, yeah. I no, see where it we is, rank, It was Adam. an incredible Just move game. On. Just move it, on. it was a great experience, <laughs> but a terrible game. <laughs> yep. So I love, uh, I love the game Subnautica, but Subnautica and VR just it doesn't work it just doesn't oh, work yeah. and so yeah I've, i'm real careful about the vr games that i buy but uh yes yeah, i just really wish they would get that up to par mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely um i'm gonna agree with 
Adam here, but <laughs> my pick was going to be not. A, there was that I forget the name of it. The sca- Space Odyssey or Scavengers, or whatever the the Scavengers PlayStation Odyssey, one. Yeah. That one was like a good game, but it just had terrible motion sickness, and therefore I couldn't recommend it. But Orbis VR is like I don't like it because I want something so much better. Because I've mentioned before, the thing I'm looking for in terms of VR gaming is still that amazing VR MMO. It's like. I cannot wait for that to become a thing. And I am waiting to hop into it. And the fact that Orbis is the best we have right now is just, oh. Although I have been hearing good things about a township tale. So that might be something to look into. We'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, we may begin with the news. First off, um, hold on one second. I, I messed up. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> as the producer, I've got like so many windows open, <laughs> like so many <laughs> things running. All right. <laughs> so for our news, yeah, for our first news piece, Onward released on Oculus Quest today. Properly, not just side quest. It's like on the Oculus Store. Native Quest, yeah. Native Quest. It's available for the Quest, but it comes with a significant downgrade and. Unfortunately, it's not just for the quest, and I'll get into it. So with version 1.8 onward, the very tense Milsim shooter has been released on native Oculus Quest. The devs had hinted... Um, first off, is this a verbatim? I, I... Nope, I wrote this straight. You wrote this straight? Okay, cool. It reads um, good, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> toot, toot the horn over there. <laughs> the devs had hinted that there might be some slight def. A graphical downgrade to accommodate quest users but the effect was far more than what people had hinted at with nearly every map receiving a huge downgrade in textures uh, foliage and even map layouts and it's not mentioned here but there is a ton of popping like things in the distance are popping in and out and it's practically a headache to play on <sighs> some maps you know that um, is just such a shame to hear because when I played Onward with you, it just ran so smooth, and that right? was one of the best features. Was the graphics? It felt like you were there. It felt tense because it felt real. So it's yep. such a shame to hear that there was such a downgrade. Now, for you know, Quest is one of those, or not Quest. Oculus is. God damn it! I keep messing this up. VR <laughs> is, is one of those things that has a lot of like. I don't know. We, we, us VR gamers tend to give a lot of breathing room in terms of the graphics of a VR game because so much of it is experimental and we're still very early. Um, but this is like, this is a downgrade. They sh- we shouldn't be going backwards. This was super frustrating, especially as someone who loves Onward. Uh, uh, Jordan, do you play a lot of Onward? I've not. No, I've not played Onward yet. You haven't played, you play competitive. Sh- it's a shooter right you play a shooter yeah correct yeah yeah but you don't play onward this is for those that are listening i'm shaking my head at him and uh <laughs> hope that furiously dance in in return <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah um well, Jay, you you've never been like necessarily crazy. Have you even played Onward? We've been trying. I've been trying to get you to play it for a while. I have no, played Contractors has- and Pavlov. I still haven't played Onward either. I will now, see. I'm not the only one in trouble him. now. I feel a little better. So I'm taking some heat for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I really want to play it with these downgrades you're telling me about. You're getting me really excited. Oh uh, yeah, gonna- man! But you can play it in Native Quest now. So <laughs> yeah, I, I you might, can play I your wireless VR. Yeah, I might do that. 
you know, it's cool that they brought it to Quest, but come on, you can't. This was like not just like a somewhat noticeable, like like whenever you see like like E three versus what how the game released, you know, you'll often see like some downgrades. This is almost worse than a lot of those. This is this is truly like what used to be a bush is now a green like cylinder or gone. Yeah. Yeah. Or just gone. Well, we're not, we're not really it, covering why, why did this have to happen? Like, I, obviously it's because of quest, but like what about the quest meant that PC players have to see it so much worse. I, I so maybe. <laughs> yeah. So rip, would you like to answer that? Or would you like me to no. go into it? <laughs> no, I, I, I was going to say, I was going to, I was going to say Jay should, but Adam could do it too. <laughs> oh, well, Jay, do you have any thoughts on it? <laughs> just was leading us on so much. I was like, well, why is it, <laughs> right? Jay? You, you have thoughts on this? <laughs> well, obviously the quest is not the power to run, but why Why does that mean the PC has to drop so much? And actually, I'm looking for oh. perspective here, Adam. Like, why would they why would they take this down that hard? Like, is it not possible for the PC to see a nice bush and the quest to see a blocky bush? Like, what what limitations are we working with here that this is possible? There are different gameplay aspects that a dev might want parity across all different devices, right? And so one of those is they don't want to have better hardware means a better advantage, you know? So if your index user is coming in and they can see straight through the bush, the, this partially, partially transparent bush that you can see through on the quest just gets like a green wall. That's obviously not going to be great for balance. And so keeping it parity between all the different devices is definitely a great gameplay mechanic. And it just kind of sucks for all the people that can afford the better graphics, right? And so there is something to be said for gameplay parity, but it is, and for cross-platform play, that's a really big deal. You don't want someone that's shelling out, you know, the index pay to win <laughs> versus your Oculus Quest users. But uh, it's unfortunate that it had to happen, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, before we move on from this news piece, I want to mention another big part of this that wasn't mentioned in the news article we pulled this from, because, you know, I, I, I'm i in the Onward subreddit. I nearly got into the Onward competitive community. I play a lot of Onward. <laughs> and the other big thing that wasn't mentioned here is that not only do we, do we see a, def, a graphical downgrade with the Quest release, but we've seen this other big issue, and it's the community, because now suddenly the milsim group is outnumbered by the amount of eight to 16 year olds <laughs> hopping in not taking things seriously messing up our immersion and, and uh, making things horrible and the onward subreddit is up in arms about it <laughs> <laughs> so that i figured that was worth mentioning the, unfortunately i have to kind of i i've never really liked the there definitely is an atmosphere amongst some of the uh onward community that's a little bit if not bullying then at least hazing where they're you know they they don't like people who are on quest especially now because they feel like the people yeah. on quest, like, <laughs> their thing um so like if you like sound like you're under i don't know like 14 years old you're just you're you're instantly going to be like kicked um and I, I I wish that they weren't totally wrong about that, but unfortunately, more often than not, you know, we I love to see a young gamer that's mature, but too many kids are hopping in and they are just like they're shooting friendlies, they're throwing their guns around, they're they're not playing the objective. So you not only are you down a member in terms of 
your success in the game, but that person is actively ruining your experience. Um, and I get that. I get that frustration. Um, I, I, I don't know what the solution is, though, because it with this community, you get a lot of young audience. The quest is great because it's only $400. A lot of parents can now buy their kids a VR headset without having to buy the thousand dollar PC that goes with it. That's the whole, that's like nearly the point of the quest. Um, so, you know, so onward, oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say a potential solution there, you know, not that I'm going to fix anything in that realm, but, um, with, <laughs> I'd love with to the see game the that I play, come in and listen to the banana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> with the, uh, with the, the game system that I play competitively, we actually have, uh, we have, you know, competitive mode and then we have casual play mode and that separates, right. you know, kind of separates those two groups to keep that so that the individuals that want to come in and they want to play around or it's their first time, you know, they get that experience to kind of, to kind of do that. And then those that mm -hmm. are there to try to put up a high score and compete for prizes and things like that, you know, they're in their own separate group. So. Right. That'd be, that'd be Onward. something that'd be interesting to see them imply. So Onward does have a competitive game mode. You can set a server lobby to be, quote, competitive. Um, unfortunately, the trouble is Onward is a small enough community that um, the competitive part of Onward, like not just not just like people that take it seriously, but people that are truly in the competitive scene for Onward, mm. um, they, <laughs> they're the ones that populate the competitive um, lobbies. So for like... Joe Schmo, who just wants to play onward and is, I don't know, 30 years old, you know, is, is doesn't doesn't care for the childish antics, but isn't there to like sweat the entire time he plays. There's it's hard to play because you've either you join competitive and get your ass just handed to you by people that play this game constantly and have a thousand hours, or you play in casual where you've got it, I don't know, a 10 year old that is like not not doing their part <laughs> <laughs> i think this problem the problem with this question is it's bigger than vr it's bigger than onward this is a question for the whole gaming industry and That's i don't true. i can't say any game has figured it out yet they've tried l implementing systems of leveling up that mean you get these lobbies and and there's just there's no true solution to this problem anyone's come up with yet so mm -hmm. once they do maybe we can put it in onward but we're just not there Make the All game right. cost a ton. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually <laughs> funny. You mentioned that one of the uh, stream chat people says um, uh, they should add stuff like face it in CS:GO, where you pay extra to be on different servers. Ah. Um, so I don't. I'm not familiar with that setup because I don't play CS Counter Strike. For those unfamiliar, um, yeah. Where's Destiny? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Where's Destiny? Jonas Brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. All right, moving on though. New uh, piece. Let's talk about Valve and let's talk yes. about Half Life Alex. So, back in March, Half Life Alex launched and brought tons of users to the platform. Tons more people got into VR. Now, some news outlets even predicted that this was going to cause a huge surge, obviously, but then there was going to be a downturn as people finished the game as they realized they didn't like VR, they were going to sell these out. Even Road to VR talked about how they were expecting to see some downturn. Well, they were wrong. Steam has actually retained all of the growth according to Valve's monthly Steam survey, and the last month has it even higher 
than the Alex Peak from before, which is awesome news for the VR industry. It's great news for Valve. One thing that I will say, though, to think about is that could be skewing the statistic. A ton of people tried to buy the Valve Index back then and may still be waiting to get them. So those people, <laughs> as those headsets are still coming in, more people are getting into VR right now who would have been in back in March. So it kind of that slowed that down. It might have flattened the curve, per se, of the huge increase in VR users, and it might just be going for a longer time. Uh, right. What do you guys think about this news? I mean, I wasn't surprised exactly for that reason that, you know, people are waiting on their headsets, that it's really hard to get a headset right now. Everything is backordered, not just the Valve Index, but, you know, the Oculus, the Vive, everything. If you want a headset right now, it's difficult. Yeah. So I'm not surprised at all. If, if demand is as high as it is right now, of course, people are still playing. It was a no brainer. Surprise people. Thought right? it wouldn't be. <laughs> For me, I think it shows that VR has staying power, that it's not a gimmick, right? The fact that it's still high means that people are trying VR just, you know, for Half-Life Alex because it was immensely popular and realized, hey, you know, VR, this is actually a good thing, you know, and, and <laughs> it has staying power. It's here to stay. And that's what I love to see is to see the community grow. That's what we all want because it brings good things for all of us. Except mm -hmm. onward, yeah, right? Just, <laughs> just, just the idea. Over that, onward. Mm -hmm. Sorry, yeah. I keep interrupting you. <laughs> just the idea that you know somebody's going to try VR and then you know they're going to turn around and go, okay, well, I bought it for Half Life, Alex, but I don't really want to play anything else. That that idea just baffles my mind. I've yet to meet anybody where once you put them in VR, they get out of it and they go, yeah, you know, that's not really for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> More addictive than I, meth. <laughs> I wish I could say the same. I have had people where, you know, they enjoy VR and I get them to play it and they're like, oh, that, you know, that was fun. But they, unfortunately, this is my brother's, which is even more annoying. Um, <laughs> but neither of them were like, um, well, okay, that's not true. One of them is interested in VR because he's into like, space sim flight sims those sorts of things he's tr he's tried battle group vr and he's like he's like so ready to have vr now um <laughs> hey spoilers <laughs> yes yeah, spoilers for later in the podcast um but you know some people do just kind of want to like maybe just play their flight sims that's really all they've got vr for um so that exists but th it's definitely a minority most people try vr and they're like this is amazing so yeah it, it makes sense. All right, moving on. Next news piece. Adam, you got this one? Uh, yes, I do. And it's right up my alley. So there's several VR compatible flight simulator games out there. We've talked about a lot of them here on the show. But most of them are not made for the ground up for VR. Most of them are ports of PC games that you're able to play in VR. However, we have a brand new game that is built from the ground up for VR, VTOL VR. This went early access in 2017, and the 1.0 full release has just been cleared for launch. Because it's been made from the ground up for VR, everything in your plane while you're flying it around, you interact with using your VR controllers in-game. So your flight stick, you grab it in-game, you twist around, you press any buttons or adjust the throttle, you move your uh, VR Controller, wow, I am stumbling over my words a little bit here. <laughs> you move your controller in-game and adjust the throttle or push that button. Built for the ground up from VR, and the entire cockpit interface and dashboard 
designed for VR in mind. And personally, I'm really excited to see a flight sim like this get a full release. Yeah, this game is so like I, I know some people in the flight sim community that whenever I say VTOL VR at the end, they're like, oh, that game. <laughs> <laughs> because VTOL VR isn't like it isn't a true sim in some ways. It's it doesn't have the full controls that a a, a true whatever ship they're trying or plane <laughs> ship, whatever plane they're trying to copy. It's so if you're like a hardcore sim, this isn't a hardcore sim. That said, if you like VR and if you like flight in general, this is a really great. It, it's you know it's not arcadey. It's not that bad. It's it's got a ton of control. It's I mean I would hop into it and have no idea what I'm doing just with the amount of like stuff in your cockpit (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is an intense game i've been meaning to pick this up for a while i'm excited to talk about it on the podcast notice now that it has been is it released or is it just cleared for release it's cleared for release i don't believe that it has had a full release quite yet okay so we're just we're expecting it to come right the exciting thing about this game though that i think really sets it apart and forgive me i'm going to be using a little bit of game dev lingo here Uh, There's this idea of diegetic controls, and diegetic means it exists in the game itself. So like the other flight sims that we've talked about, like Elite Dangerous or War Thunder or any of these other games, you're using physical flight sticks to move it around. You're pressing buttons on your keyboard, Um, but that's not how it is in VTOL. You actually reach out in-game using your controllers and adjust it in the game itself. And that's what really, I think, could appeal to a lot of people. They don't need to shell out another $150, $200 on a flight stick to play this right. game and to really play this game. You just need whatever comes in your VR box. And I think that is one of the coolest features about this game. Right. Super approachable. And because it's not as ridiculously complex as like DCS. Right. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, people can play this. They can enjoy the experience of flying i don't know it's probably not this plane but an f-16 just because that's a popular i think most people know what an f-16 is um you know it'd be like flying an f-16 in vr and you're getting to touch all the controls and it's really fancy and cool yeah and i believe it's a harrier i think a that's harrier right, yeah. is the one you fly yeah i i said f-16 because i couldn't remember any na- proper name i know what a vtol is but i didn't i don't know any like <laughs> like proper name i couldn't remember the term harrier or anything has yeah, anyone here cool. played ultra wings in vr no so that's like a really dumbed down version but it's it's a flight game i'm not even gonna call it a sim but same thing you have to reach over and flip your fuel switch on and turn your i can't remember what the switch is called and then you have to start it up and stuff and like playing that and even playing like no man's sky where you use like your controller to move the joystick has me nervous about this game i definitely want to hear about it or play it myself and see but like especially for like us on inside out tracking when you're holding that joystick down but if you were tracking a target up above you or looking up for some reason it may not still be tracking it super well so i'm, I'm interested in how the flight stick's gonna work there because there definitely was some weirdness in ultra wings at times but luckily ultra wings it's all cartoony it's not that demanding of a game i'm wondering for this being a combat fight simulator like like that means you're going to be looking at targets and trying to turn to shoot them. I feel like the intensity of the battle might really go against how you're trying to control it. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous about it. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a- along with that, as somebody who has shelled out hundreds of dollars to, you know, get all the buttons and the keyboards and the uh, HOTAS, which is a hands-on throttle and stick, that's your, uh, you know, uh, flight controls and everything that you see a lot of people with really advanced setups using, um, I think there definitely is a market for something like this, you know, where it's all simulated in the cockpit. But what it really comes down to is exactly what Jay was saying, which is, how accurate is the tracking? Is it going to lose tracking in the middle of a dogfight? Because if, if that happens, it completely takes you out of the experience. Right. It's like your controller being unplugged by your uh, your big brother right in the middle of the <laughs> right when you're about to kick him. So, you know, it sounds like there's some trauma there for that. Do you do you need to talk about anything on your gaming history? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's for another podcast. <laughs> yes. Someone get it. I want to hear about it. Let's 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 talk about some other some other interesting and exciting news. So Sony has finally confirmed they'd all they kind of confirmed all along. Obviously, PSVR was going to be backwards compatible. We knew that they'd said it. But now they're saying and confirming the aim controller, the move controllers, the DualShock 4 controller and the current PSVR camera are all going to work with the PS5. The camera will need an adapter, but they're going to give these adapters out totally free so i think there's some of us that are like whoa that's kind of exciting and there's some of us like well we are tired of the psvr we don't want all of it to work we want to move on <laughs> but the interesting thing also the dual shock it's not only for vr they're saying your current dual shock 4 will still continue to work for certain ps4 games with this new console which is kind of unheard of in the console area to be able to bring a controller over with you and still use it but that's for the backwards compatibility now mm-hmm. Me personally, what I'm hoping this means with the camera, I'm really hoping the new PS5 has another camera, high definition camera. I'm hoping you can basically put one at one corner of your room and put your old camera at the other corner and at least turn this into 360. Like if nothing else, the move controllers wouldn't be so bad if you at least had 360 tracking and that would really make it nicer. So I'm kind of hoping they're going to surprise us with some news like that. I'm happy all my stuff is going to work on the PS5, but I don't want them to keep delaying the announcement of what PSVR 2 is going to be. That's that's what I want to know. I just want to know already if it exists. <laughs> it does exist. There's so many, so many patents, so much work going into it. We know it exists. We just have no idea what it is because every patent right. that comes out is totally changing the game. <laughs> and we don't know how far out it is. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely, um, you know, the, the, the things to worry about that I think Jay touched on is that like in terms of like the playstation aim controllers and all those things working is that the playstation 5 headset's going to come out and they'll be like oh just continue to use the playstation 4 aim controllers those those work there's (laughs) no way there's no way yeah you know that yeah they they gotta know but i mean we've seen some weird dumb decisions from console developers before so we will see but this is super exciting, not just for, I, I mean, you know, we, we are a VR, VR gaming news channel. We, we care about this because it means that, like, you know, especially for people that are into VR, for some people, getting the, play, getting the PS5 plus the PlayStation VR is a lot of money for them. When, when PSVR came out, it was like $500. So if, if, they're, if they're, their socioeconomic situation hasn't changed, then <laughs> by the time the PS5 comes out, they're still going to be like, okay, now I need to buy a, another expensive console and another expensive headset, and I need to buy these like expensive controllers. Well, hopefully your VR will work just fine with your old equipment if you need to save some money, which is cool. Some people need that. 
And unless you guys have anything else to add, we're ready for the game section. Let's talk about games, but first. Talking about games, but first, yes. <laughs> this week's new. This week's, oh, that is a mistake. This is not the news segment, is it? This is the <laughs> game, let me type it out, game section. <laughs> this week's game section is brought to you by Asterion. Does your VR, ha- wait, that's right, I don't read this part. I just kind of freeform yeah, it for the second part. Brought to you yeah. by Asterion. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> we're super excited to tell you about the uh universal vr stand the aura it's a super cool head stand guys like i i just love talking about it because it's so darn cool it's a compact modern stand it just like you practically just hang your headset on it it's super fast and easy it doesn't require clipping in or anything like some vr stands are really weird and finicky it's like no one could figure it out and these guys have this is a super cool headset or not headset stand it's got rgb lighting it's got uh, a usb cord if you want to plug stuff in super cool stand we cannot recommend this thing enough if you are interested we've got let's see I didn't scroll down enough, and now I'm paying the price. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to pick up your own Aura VR stand, go over to asterianproducts.com and use the code FULLDIVE to get $5 off your order, $19.99 or more. We would recommend it. They got some great stuff. The stand, I feel like the stand is honestly worth more than that. And that is, that is actually one kind of struggle that's going on. They're selling out of these things all the time. They're having to get more stock as fast as they can, because that is a great price for this head, this head, this stand. And that's why I have two of them. That's why destiny has two of them. Everyone here now owns one there. It's a good deal. It's a cool looking stand and it fits right in with your gaming stuff. The RGB is awesome. And you can set it to one color phone. If you just like blue, keep it blue, have it light blue, either one. But I always have it. It even looks good without it. Yeah. Turn it off if you really want to. If it's, if you're going to bed, still look good at night while you're trying to sleep. You'll know it'll look good next to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This this is a it's really good nightlight for your yeah. VR headset. <laughs> this, this product is so good that if someone came to me, it was like, all right, Rip, I know on the podcast, you always say, you know, get the aura stamp. But, you know, you're you're you guys are being paid to do that. What do, what do you really recommend? I would say get the aura stand. It is that good. It's a really sweet stand. All right. And now for the games. So after, after all these weeks of talking and fighting, yes. somebody <laughs> finally joined me. A couple of these guys finally joined me today in Rec Room. Now, I'm going to let them mostly talk, but before we do, I'm going to tell you, we didn't nearly touch on the plethora of what Rec Room is. Oh, we no. just did some of the quests together. So tell me your impressions, guys. So, Adam, was this your first time playing Rec Room? This was my first time ever in Rec Room. Okay, I'd been in Rec Room before. Like I'd I'd, I'd put in a decent amount of hours um, with our associate producer, but this was our I don't know. Like I'd never done the quest before, so that was very new to me. Um, and I'd also never played with more than just one other person, so that was new. But Adam, this was your brand new experience. What did you think? Brand new from you know completely fresh experience. I really enjoyed Rec Room. And for a free game, it is free, isn't it? Free on I everything. I think it is free. Yeah. yeah, it is free on everything. For a completely free platform, it is really, really good. And you have no reason not to try it out, <laughs> Rip. But uh, 
No, it's it honestly was a great experience. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't what, have... what do I need to... I was reading chat and I just suddenly <laughs> heard my name. I just don't understand why you had such an aversion for so long on playing for... Rec Room with us. <laughs> I don't remember being against it. I think there was some aversion there, Jay. Dots. <laughs> I... Okay, Rec Room is fun, and and playing the quest thing, the the quests that we did with Jay proved that okay, there's some really great stuff here. But I don't know. To me, Rec Room always felt a little bit of like, why play this mini game when I could be go playing a proper game? If that makes any sense. No, that that but, does make sense. But it's it's kind of it's it, I've I'm coming around. I'm coming around. C- continue. But I had to say that. <laughs> so I, I guess it's sort of like if you've ever played. Um gary's mod or anything built with gary's mod it is highly dependent on a lot of these there's a couple of native things but it is highly dependent on what types of mods what types of experience you get from the fan-made community to get what you need because some of them are really well made and really well polished like the quest that we are playing today and some of them i imagine are just hot garbage right (laughs) (laughs) you go where they're where they're upvoted uh the most and you follow the likes a bit and but you find crazy stuff i mean there's there's quests like this but then there's just random stuff i went to a pokemon world someone had made and you're walking around the actual little pokemon world and then you end up in a pokemon battle and you have to like touch the buttons out on in front of you and i this is spoiler alert for my channel because i haven't dropped it yet i flew a helicopter that somebody built in rec room i I don't even know how the heck they did it with all these gadgets i flew a helicopter i flew a plane that they built i drove a tank and got shot by another tank and exploded there's everything possible but the difference between this and vr chat and other things rec room has it all built in where you can easily create with the maker pen you can learn anyone can learn it and build something you're not doing programming you're doing basic coding that you can figure out even if you don't know coding you just have switches that have ons and offs and you program what creates those ons and offs and you can build the most advanced thing you want or you can put a light switch in your room that turns the lights off like it's it's that much you can do with it Mm mm-hmm yeah, and yep. so unfortunately, I didn't have too much time to try it out, but it is definitely 100% a game that I would love to jump back into. Yeah, we'll, we'll just go play some chill disc golf next time. <laughs> That's <laughs> a lot more complex than I thought Rec Room was. That's awesome. I'm going to have to try that out now. And that's exactly what you're what you're saying. It's yeah. like the audience, people see it from the outside and it looks kind of cartoony and they don't really know what's to it. And they think, oh, this is just some kid's game and they don't touch it. There is so many layers, but you've got to get in with friends. Don't just go in expecting to find a crew of people to play with. Go right. in with some friends. Get on our Discord. Get us to come play with you. Like, it's going to mm-hmm. be better if you're with the right crowd. I, I have to. And that that's sort of something I learned when I was playing it with you, Jay, because that was like my first impression was I was kind of when I hopped in. I, I was playing, I mean, I had a friend with me, but in terms of like everyone else, everyone else was super young. It was kind of loud and I wasn't really about it. And then we played, we played a, like a, uh, it wasn't laser tag, so much as it was more like Nerf. We were playing like a Nerf capture the flag mm. thing. Paintball. You're probably playing paintball. Yeah, paintball. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was like kind of enjoying myself, but I wished I was just playing contractors or onward. <laughs> <laughs> and like th- that was what gave me my initial impression but what's been shown to me is that w- especially if you go in with someone who like knows where to go and really like go in with someone who's already perhaps experienced and go in with some friends that you're going to enjoy the game with because that was a lot of fun and i would totally do that again 
we could we could go on about Rec Room all day. I'll I'll wrap this up and move it forward. But definitely the thing about Rec Room that I would say separates it from like, well, why don't I just play contracts while this? One, it's free. So yes. <laughs> anyone can get on it. You don't have to have, oh, do my friends have this game? And not just that, but you can do all this different stuff in the course of a few hours in one game. It's kind of like if you saw Ready Player One, it's kind of like the Oasis where they're hanging out and they're walking through this place and then they go play on this planet and shoot people. Like, it's a very small version of that, but it all works really well too. It's not all janky. Like you go, <laughs> right. there's a version of Fortnite in it you can play with up to 18 people and you can do wow. it in squads or you can do it in singles. And it's, it's actually really fun, but you could go play that with your friends for half an hour and you could get tired and you could go hang out in a lounge or go to the park or go play some disc golf. It's, it's all these games rolled into one experience and you can also have a ton of people in some of them too. I have a, I have a paintball map someone made of my office where I record and do my, in my studio, they made that and it can have, I think six, 16 on 16 people playing paintball together. So it's, it's, <laughs> you can just hang out with your friends and keep going and doing different things is what separates it from all the games you already have. So try Rec Room if you haven't. It's free. You have no reason not to. We're going to turn over Jordan. We brought you here because we want to hear about all this awesomeness. You play a game competitively. It's called Core Defense. I know nothing about it besides what I've seen on Instagram. It looks like it's a shooter. If you guys want to go see him, OKest VR team, OKest VR team on Instagram. You can see some clips of this. You can see them on their treadmills. What the heck is this game, though, Jordan? So uh, the game the game is called Core Defense, and it is a game that exists in the Omniverse arena. And what that is, is it's produced by a company called Virtuix, and they have these large stations. And again, you can see photos of all this. Uh, or if you just Google Virtuix or Omniverse, O-M-N-I-verse, you can see all kinds of photos of this. And basically, there are these large stations with four omnidirectional treadmills inside and VR setups. And they're scattered all across the country, all across the world. I've competed against people in Korea. I've competed against people in Mexico, in Canada, all over the place. And so what it is, is Core Defense is one of these games where you are basically defending your area against wave after wave of oncoming robots, right? So the goal is to survive through all the waves, keep the cores health as high as possible and score as many headshots as possible to get the highest possible score. And what happens mm -hmm. is every single month there is the contest pays out around $2,000 for first place. And it goes down from there for second, third, fourth, all the way through 10th place. So you've got very, very competitive scene with this where you've got teams of four individuals getting together to try to compete and the only thing with it is there is a cost to play up front. So it's it's not that you can go in over and over and over again. And these are located in gaming establishments. Um, I don't want to give anybody mm. free publicity, but you, you've all, you know, any place that has arcade games and serves alcohol may have one of these <laughs> in there. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it is it is an omniverse exclusive as of right mm -hmm. now. Um, I at least haven't seen it anywhere else. Uh, I did try to find it on Steam, and I typed in Core Defense. Don't go buy it, guys. <laughs> There's a game called Core Defense. <laughs> it is not this game. So I was trying to no. look it up because I wanted to see if I could play it. No, uh, in order in order to play this game, you really need to be in the VR treadmill. Um, and the way that that kind of works is there are sensors on little shoes that you strap on over your shoes and 
that monitors the speed at which you're moving your feet and the direction that you're turning, and that translates into your avatar in-game. So, Super cool. We're going to touch harder on that in the opinion section about the VR treadmills itself. But is this... So one thing I didn't realize, I thought this you fought other people. So this is always you as a co-op team of four people fighting basically the computer. You don't fight other people in this game. Correct. In core defense, it's your, it's you versus the clock. It's you versus the AI. Um, the company is working on stuff going forward that's going to be more competitive, which is what they're trying to bring it into the esports scene with VR esports, which really kind of like Pavlov and onward, you need to be competing against other people, not just for the high score. But as of right now, it is just you versus the computer. Well, your team mm-hmm. versus the computer. It almost sounds like a tower defense game where you are the tower. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, yeah. All right, cool. This does sound super fun. So something I'm curious about, Jordan, how how are they handling this with coronavirus? Do you know? Like, are people still able to play this? Are there like, well, what's what's happening? Do you are you are you in touch with that? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. Um, I don't really have any particular we're in contact with the company um we've talked to them a couple of different times but we their stance is very clinical in response um what i do know is that they rent these you know the large boxes with everything you need for different gaming establishments to run this setup and they they rent these out to the gaming establishments so it's really on the gaming establishment if they're Mm. going to allow people to play or not and you know, for the for the the majority of the time that coronavirus through, you know, March until up until a couple of weeks ago, um, it was shut down. There was there was no gaming. You know, you couldn't go in and do any of this because it is, you know, you are wearing the headset, you are touching the controllers, you're putting the sensors on the shoe straps and everything like that. So just uh, with coronavirus and everything, everybody was being very very cautious. With proper sanitation, it started to open back up a little bit which has been really, really exciting, um, not only because it's it's nice to be able to get back at it, but our competition has completely dropped off the map. Um, so, <laughs> so if you want to win, like, compete now. <laughs> yeah, there's a silver lining in everything. Um, but yeah, it's it's been... Uh, it's been really interesting trying to adapt with <laughs> coronavirus and everything going on, so... I bet. Um, is there a convenient way for people to find out if they can, it's Omniverse, is that what they're looking for? Yes. So if you go to, if you go to uh, Virtuex's website, which is, and I, I'm, I'm betting we could probably put something maybe in the show notes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. It'll be there. Um, show notes and YouTube so, description. Yeah. It's uh, I, I, I believe it's, I'll double check, but it's virtuex.omniverse.com. And you can go there and you can actually look and see where where these stations are set up. And uh, it's it's real easy to get in and get addicted to it because going in and putting on a VR headset is awesome. But once you actually strap in and you take a step forward in virtual reality and your character moves in game, it's it's a whole nother sensation. I bet. And that's something right now, that we can talk about a little bit more in depth in our discussion section. Right. <laughs> yeah, that'll be super cool. I'm excited to talk about it. But in terms of the game, um, 
so is this would you say if if people are hopping on into Omni, uh, omniverse they're 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 going to go try this out would you say core defense is the game to play omniverse like what would you recommend for people hopping into uh the omniverse i love that name by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> So there's there's a couple of different games. Yeah, there's a couple of different games that are offered right now. Uh, one is Core Defense, which is a robot shooter where you're you're like you said, it's a tower defense. You're defending your point. Uh, another mm-hmm. one is VRZ, which is a zombie shooter. Um, you're not defending anything. It's it's mostly run around, survive as long as you can, go for the high score type of situation, survive the night. Uh, mm-hmm. They have one called Strike Force, which is incredibly popular, which is your Call of Duty esque run around pick up weapons off the ground um you know shoot the other team it's two on two so Mm. you're not playing against anybody across the nation in that one or across the world you're playing against the people across from you inside the room so that's a lot of fun and i know that they're there if you go to their website they've got a plethora of games that they're developing right now and that they're about to release uh one of which is a you know pirate treasure hunt where you basically it's almost a little bit like a platformer where you kind of jump and move from location to location and try to locate the treasure. So wow. there's a lot of stuff they're coming out with that are a lot of fun. What I would say is if somebody's going and they're looking to see, you know, is this the best game or is that the best game? It really depends on what you want to what you want to play. If you want to go in and you just want to run around and shoot stuff and everything, go play Strike Force. Go lob grenades over buildings and everything like that. Blow your buddies up, <laughs> you know. Uh, but if you want to go in and you want to, you know, I've seen people go in and play the uh, the zombies VRZ and just scream their heads off because they turn around and there's, you know, a horde just coming straight at them. And in virtual reality, that can be, especially for somebody who's not tried it, a little intimidating. And what do you right. do? <laughs> yeah, you go to you go to run immediately. So, yep. But you can actually do that because you're on exactly. a VR treadmill. Oh, yeah, exactly. Cool. People people forget that for some reason, though, they just panic their hands go up so (laughs) (laughs) i mean even in real life yeah much like real life (laughs) yeah you know fight fight or flight or or paralyze (laughs) panic yeah exactly well we had vrz on the list too so you kind of already mentioned a bit maybe we can just finish that one up real fast that one is not an omni exclusive right i can actually play that without an omni is that do you know so that's that's correct. Um, I know that VRZ was available. It's made by a company out of uh, an area in Africa. I'm not exactly sure, but there's a development team down there that made the game, and um, Omni currently has license for it. So it was available on Steam at one point, Jay. You, you do your homework, so I'm not sure if you went and took a look, if you saw it, if it's still on there or not. I got a demo downloaded, but I, I was going to try and okay. play it before this, and we played Rec, rec Room. So I think <laughs> you can play. It does look like you could still buy it there. But again, I didn't want to find out it was the wrong game like Core Defense was when I tried to find that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the VRZ or VR Zombies that's on Steam, if it's still on there, it's got a bra- black and red logo. If it is still available, is the same game uh, with a couple of exceptions. Obviously, the arcade version is very streamlined and tailored. It puts you straight into the match instead of all your options, menus, and everything like that. So there is more to do in the version that you can purchase online, but it is it is effectively it's the same game. So. Mm-hmm. That sounds really cool. So how do you think these games in the Omniverse compare to, I guess, 
most of the other VR. Like, are these games, is it just because of the treadmill? Or do you think some of these games are truly comparative to a lot of the other VR games you see on the public market, for lack of better words? Yeah. As far as comparative, do you mean more like graphics or in terms of gameplay? Because a lot of these games, they're not story-based. It's, you know, round-based. Mm. So, so let's it's, say it's like compared to Pavlov then, right? So how would you compare, say, the Strike Force, which is just an Omni thing, you get the VR treadmills. How would that compare to something like Pavlov? So I, I'd say it's comparable. I actually, again, and I'm a bad, bad VR player here. I haven't played Pavlov yet, but I've, <gasps> I've seen enough videos of it. I know, I know. Um, I've seen enough videos of it that I, I, I would say it's, you know, it's, it actually, it, in my opinion, and again, I haven't jumped into Pavlov and VR, but it, it looks a little bit better graphically from it. It's a little more detailed. You have uh, higher rendered textures and mesh on a lot of the buildings and things like that. Um, as far as particle effects and everything, that's not really something that it gets into ter terribly much. But as far as compared to like Pavlov or other, you know, run and gun shooters in VR, um, I'd say it's definitely comparable. It's I've played it. It's a ton of fun. Um, so you put me on the spot. I'm going to have to go play Pavlov now so I can <laughs> <laughs> I can back myself up there. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. It's it, yeah, man, if I knew it, if we planned this ahead of time, we maybe could have gotten a good route of contractors in because Adam just recently played that. And I want to hear his opinions at some point. But we are hoping save get, that for next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want. I, and I also want to wait till we get Destiny best back on the podcast, because if we can get her to play contractors and see how the, the two onward people, what they thought about contractors, that'd be cool. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys well, played a game this week. You asked me if I was going to get in. I took a look at the trailer. I was like, this is not my game. What? Tell us about Battle Group. Was that what it was called? Battle Group VR, otherwise known as the best VR game. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how not sponsored. Got. <laughs> say again? I said not sponsored. <laughs> not, not sponsored. sponsored. This is true. Yeah, not sponsored. I, I don't know what Adam's impressions are yet, but I will just say right off the bat, Guys, go get this game. This is like a one-man team VR developer, and he's created like literally the VR game of my dreams here. Like, I've been playing it with my brother like every free moment we can get since I picked it up, I don't know, four days ago. And oh, it's so good. It's so fun. Um, so Battle Group VR, it's a uh how to how to describe it? You are on a ship like a big old spaceship and you're on the bridge like think like star trek or star wars where you're you've got like some people next to you you're you're in the command well you're not sitting you can sit if you want but you, you can sit or stand there's no there's no seat in vr though um visually <laughs> so you're in this so you're in this command center and you're looking out over your spaceship and you are you have this really amazing for lack of better words uh i i don't know it's like VR, a holographic kind of holographic like if you ever like they're like like whenever you see sci-fi movies and they're like do it and like they have this 3d holographic thing and they're moving their people around and like like it's straight out of like a marvel movie or whatever this game like it, it's a thing now <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is in this game you've got that 3d interactive thing 
where you're moving your people around, you're directing other combat ships. You're not you're not piloting your own ship in this game. You can, but the big point is that you're commanding a fleet. So you've got a 3D representation of your fleet, of the enemy fleets, and you're moving your ships around, you're using abilities, and you're fighting, but the entire time you're sitting in the actual flagship. So you can look out the window and see your your uh, your ship, your cruiser, your frigate, your whatever. There's a ton of options here, and it's just like broadsiding another ship. And it's just like, oh, it's so fun. I'll let Adam pick up there because otherwise I'm never going to shut up. No, it is truly an incredible game, but I actually have a little bit of a personal vendetta against it. Oh? (laughs) Because when, well, let's say that we had, me and the person that I was working with were making games, we had almost an identical game idea to Battle Uh. Group VR. (laughs) And we actually had gone through the full design documentation and started to prototype it. And then this first Battle Group VR trailer came out and we just kind of threw our hands up in the air and said, well, <laughs> we can't probably can't do it better than that. <laughs> so, uh, but no, it is truly one of the uh, most unique VR games that I've played so far. It is a hard game, though. Playing oh, through yeah. the campaign, <laughs> it is a challenging game. It is, it is really punishing. It doesn't hold your hand. It just tries to chop it off right out of the gate. Um, <laughs> but it is one of the coolest feelings to order your flagship to turn around and start broadsiding this guy that's off your left flank and to see your ship move in VR or just like on the outside viewports that you have to the to space and line up your shots and just seeing your cannons start going to town on them. It's one of the coolest experiences I've had in VR to date. It is yeah. truly incredible. I I can't recommend it enough. Um, I used to play a lot of StarCraft back in the day. I love this RTS type of game modes, and it hits all the right buttons for me. I've been waiting for an RTS in in VR, and just having that extra third dimension, you know, you can fly over and under the enemy ships at the same time, skirt around asteroids to try and block their fire, turn your ship so that it's hitting the side that, of your ship that still has shields. Oh, so good. It is so, so good. Can't recommend it enough. It is super complex. (laughs) Yeah, really hard. Super complex. You've got, Jay, or not Jay, Adam was just touching on probably the biggest part of this game that I wasn't expecting is shield management. Shield management is like everything. Yes. You've always, for every, the game gets harder with every ship you have because that's another ship you got to be managing those shields on because you got to like, do you put your power into the shields? Do you put it into weapons? Do you put it into uh, uh, what are the other things? Um, shields, weapons, engines, um, and then you've got you've got sh- shields on the front, sides, and back. You're constantly turning your ships around. If you want to retreat, you can, but it means that the enemy is going to be pummeling your back shields, and then the back shields are going to go down, and now you're taking hull damage. So, do you keep retreating, or do you like angle slightly so they're hitting your side shields, like? so it's got this huge like i love a game that like i i play especially in vr where games can be extremely simple and not that complicated or hard this game i don't like i don't i'm not like someone who needs every game to be dark souls but i like a challenge and this game is challenging and it's got complexity it's not just a simple point and click your ship and it'll move there and just kind of let them battle it out and see what happens you're constantly on edge and that's so fun at least for me oh no totally just to give one example of the depth that this can go into 
uh, in the campaign, you have a limited amount of money, you have a limited amount of upgrade points. And so I'm working with my flagship and I realized that I didn't really have the money to do all the upgrades I needed. So I only upgraded the left side of my ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so the left side of my side of my ship was the most terrifying thing you've ever seen. And the right side of my ship was just totally lame. <laughs> and so I had like my Nemo of a flagship where I was only trying to aim with one side of my ship flying around them to try and get the most direct hits and then turn around to soak shots while my shield recharged and then turn back around it, it is there's a lot of depth to this game there's a lot of complexity i i was loving every second of it and i you so i don't know about you but i was i haven't touched skirmish yet i'm just playing through the campaign <laughs> and i'm still unlocking ships there's like i'm i think i'm at like 12 different ships that you can unlock and these ships play super differently you've got striker corvettes you got fighter frigates you got like four different types of cruisers you got, you got a command yeah. ship there's a ton of great stuff like how has this one guy made this game i do not know <laughs> it's incredible um jordan does this so, appeal to you as a i'm actually I was going to say, I actually have this in my Steam shopping cart right now, and I'm so glad <laughs> to hear you guys give it give it such high praise. Um, I don't know how long ago it came out, but I only discovered it a couple of days ago. And when you were talking about it, you mentioned the title, Rip, and I, I went, you know, I think that's that one I was looking at. <laughs> and, and, and I was sitting here the entire podcast going, I wonder what they're going to say about it, you know? So that's, yep. that's super exciting. Yeah, it's something like that. I love... You know, I loved Command and Conquer back in the day, the ability yeah. to kind of manage resources, manage units, everything like that. So the idea that I can sit in VR on the flagship and issue commands on it, it's, it's kind of like a holographic table, isn't it? That you're kind of yes. interacting yes, exactly. with your ships and everything. Okay. So yeah, the idea that I can sit there and see the entire battlefield and kind of manage that is is really exciting. And I know what I'm doing as soon as we get done here now. So <laughs> Oh man, I, it's so good! It's so good. You'll love it. If 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 you like Star Wars or Star Trek or Command and Conquer or just like even if you're not into RTSs, I bet you'll get a kick out of this because it's just oh man, it's like every nerd's wet dream. Now that was my <laughs> so. question, and you just started to touch on it. If I besides Age of Empires two, which I think I played on Windows ninety eight or something, I'm not into RTSs like. All the things you guys have been praising here, you pretty much lost me, except for being able to like see the big ships around you and the scale and stuff. Am I am I going to find any appeal to this game if I am not into RTSs, or is this really just for the RTS crowd? Personally, I think you'll find it more frustrating than wowing. Like there is nothing cooler than standing on the bridge of your command ship looking out, but it is a punishing game, and unless you are enjoying the challenge of that deep strategy. Uh, I'm not sure that you're going to be enjoying it quite as much, in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe Rip will have a different opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I don't know. There's, you know, there are there are definitely like, for example, we we've we've always mentioned that flight sims and like car games. I was never really into those until I got a VR headset. Right. You might get a little bit of that with this game because what's cooler than moving your ship and moving this stuff? on the radar and then looking to your right and seeing your ship and then your friendly ship above you. And they're both just like launching heavy cannons at this other ship that's coming right at you. Right. Like that sounds cool. Right. Jay. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But. Yes. But. <laughs> so 
uh, I guess your your mileage may vary. Um, it, it's it is a hard game. Again, I haven't touched skirmish, but I haven't seen any way to like, I don't know, turn down the enemy difficulty. Because the thing is, the, in terms of enemy difficulty, like when the ship is firing at you and you're fighting back, th- these ships aren't like any any enemy ship is capable of killing you, right? And it's not like a VR shooter where you can have them like not shoot much or like do weird dumb things to bring down the difficulty. It's either shooting at you or it's not. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's in space. It it doesn't have it like it's not like it has a blocked line of sight to you. So if you're outnumbered, then it'd be like you know, in real life, like trying to, without a lot of experience, trying to fight against two or three people by yourself, you're at a disadvantage. Um, And it takes skill to get over that disadvantage. Um, I'm sure if you went to skirmish mode, Jay, and you just gave your fleet all five ships and were able to give the enemy ship, like two fleet or enemy fleet, two ships, and you could just watch them get destroyed. (laughs) Maybe, maybe that'll be more up your alley. See, I want to be this. When you talk about star Wars, this sounds like you're not Luke in an X-Wing. You're not Han Solo in Millennium Falcon. This sounds like you're princess Leia in the deck, telling where all these ships are going to go and doing that stuff. That's the side that doesn't appeal to me as much. That's why I want to play like squadrons. I want to be in the, in the Mm. plane fighting in the dogfight, where being in command of that doesn't appeal to me as much, but it sounds like for you guys who are into that, this is like the perfect game. So I'm, I'm impressed by that. I'm intrigued, but it still sounds like it's not something personally I would love. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it, 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 perhaps it's more akin to, um, uh, less princess Leia and more that one alien who says it's a trap. No, uh, Admiral yeah. Akbar. Admiral Akbar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Akbar. Admiral Akbar. Yeah, <laughs> he's you're you're you have his job. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> or um, what's that one anime that uh is super long and is galactic something? You lost I don't know. The this anime. Is the, the, it's a classic. Like it, it, I don't when I say anime, it's not like a modern it'd be like cowboy bebop like if, if you're old <laughs> enough you might just have heard of it um <laughs> <oof. laughs> um so uh, man as much as i want to just keep glowing on about this game i do have to wrap up the game section but i will say again guys this is like a super small dev team if this sounds remotely interesting to you pick up this game how Try much it. is it how much is it <laughs> like 25 maybe card, jordan i think it's about 25. i think i i was thinking 25 yeah okay yeah here i'm at, I'm at oh that's right when you own the game and you go to you the state yeah. the page it's all like you already own this game like well, well that's not a terrible gamble 25 it's a little pricier for an independent game but it's still not a terrible gamble to take so if you're if you like rts it sounds like you're going to be into yeah. this no matter if you what. like rts or just you know have a really want to be admiral akbar worth every penny <laughs> yeah absolutely all right and with that we don't have a lot of time but we do want to touch for our discussion section on vr treadmill specifically not just omniverse but what is the experience like to have a vr treadmill how much better is it to be able to just run and just keep running and you won't hit a wall because you're wearing a quest you <laughs> can just keep running and you does it track your feet typically like if you look down and move your foot does it move with you 
Is, is that typically the case? Yeah. So the, the way that it works specifically in, because there's a couple of different companies that are doing VR treadmills right now. So right. the one with the one with Virtuex is there are actually little, we, we refer to them as pucks. They're little trackers that clip onto uh, either the shoes that you wear over your shoes, kind of a strap on with Velcro and buckles and everything, or you can actually put on, you know, a shoe size to your foot, but the trackers clip on and then using the lighthouses for the HTC Vive, what it does is it tracks those in addition to tracking the headset and the controllers. So when you step, when you step forward, right, it simulates you moving forward. And so the faster those two pucks pass each other, the faster you move in game. And the way that it's set up is you're strapped in at the waist and you've basically got a ring going around you, okay? So you're strapped in and when you lean forward, it senses that you're leaning forward and that combined with the running propels your character, your avatar in game forward. So. Hmm. And how, how seamless is this? Is it like, is it like, are you playing the whole time and going, I don't know if the technology is really here yet, but this is a lot of fun. Or is it like, this is the the best thing since uh i don't know i couldn't think of anything cool to say <laughs> best thing since vr so, yeah. yeah yeah uh so it's when it works with any kind of technology and with anybody who's used you know the htc or anything else that's got you know uh, mounted tracking you know that sometimes it loses connection and that can happen it doesn't happen a lot though is what i'll say um, more often than not, if I'm going to lose tracking, it's going to be on a controller, not on one of these foot pucks. So when it works, when it works, it works really, really well. Um, mm -hmm. it's, I hear you know, obviously not coming. <laughs> well, there's, there's, uh, there's obviously a, you know, a speed cap to keep it fair for everybody playing. So, and mm. you can kind of trick the system and you can shuffle your feet to simulate the pucks moving past each other faster and things like that. Oh, but in terms of, of yeah, in terms of what, and you know, see, I've, I'm giving away all of our secrets now. So uh, <laughs> go to our YouTube channel; it's all on there. Um, I picture, I picture you, you and your group of guys playing competitively, and you're just doing little shuffles. That's exactly yeah. what it looks like. That is 100 oh, what it looks like. So yeah, it. Um, in terms of what it adds to the experience, it's, it's beyond compare it it completely changes the competitive experience because instead of you know pressing a button on the controller or teleporting to jump or you know jay and i were speaking earlier about v rocker and you have to kind of you know get in your horse stance and bounce up and down or lean left and right shuffle your shoulders to move um you just go you lean forward and you run and your character runs and you're running and shooting at the same time it's amazing you it's, see, that's it's, so surprising for me because they're kind of goofy looking, in my opinion, you know, you strapping yourself into looking. this halo, into this giant, you know, hula hoop around you. Um, does it restrict your movement? Do you find that you can't maybe move as easily as you could in a traditional VR setup? So, I mean, obviously it's, it's going to restrict your movement a little compared to running naturally, right? But in terms of a traditional VR setup, if I had the option to play competitively against a bunch of people that were, you know, playing with and without kind of dispersed between the group, 
12 on 12, I would 100% use an infinity treadmill to, mm. to compete. Um, because it's, it's one less thing that my brain has to translate into a different motion. I don't have to think about where is my thumb on the controller? Where am I moving? You know, I don't have to do that calculation on how is this movement going to translate into the game? It's, I turn my hips and I start running that direction and I go that direction. It's one more natural thing getting you closer to immersion within VR. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, a couple questions here. I follow these a lot of treadmills from the start, so I'm really interested in the technology. There are a lot of them are all called infinity treadmills, but there's nothing actually treadmill about the Omni. You're standing in a smooth bowl with frictionless shoes, and just the shoes are being tracked. There's nothing, the bowl's not tracking the movement or anything. It's just those trackers on the shoes, right? That's correct. Yeah. Infinity treadmill is just the term that's kind of been used. Um, industry-wide right now to ex to define what these are. But it is. It's generally a semi-curved basin, and you wear some type of foot gear that's got a, a very slick base you know, on the bottom of it. And it's not a lot of people may be picturing uh, Ready Player One right now, where he jumps on, he starts running, and then he turns left and runs, and it turns with him. No, that's not what's happening. Um, it's a very polished, very smooth basin, and yeah, it's, it has to be semi-curved because otherwise you'd put your feet down and you'd immediately slip and, you know, you'd fall forward. So the semi-curved nature of it kind of keeps you upright when you're running. And Adam, what you were kind of, you were saying earlier in terms of, does it kind of restrict you? It's, it's like being hugged right around the abdomen. The ring, yeah, the ring, the ring that's, that's not super descriptive, but uh, the ring that's around the outside and what's actually being strapped to you never touch except for two contact points on the side. Mm. So you have freedom of movement in every direction, left, right, forward, backward, you know, up, down to an extent within about six, seven, eight inches before you kind of, hit that hit that moment where it says okay i'm now tracking you're going to move forward you're going to move back you're kind of shifting to the right so you've got a little bit of a play in it okay, as it goes so yeah you don't feel like you're you're locked in one spot and you're kind of running and you're being held stationary it's you still lean forward to run like you would in real life so it feels very very natural they, they did a really great job with it Okay, and mm -hmm. this is the biggest question I have with uh, any of these Infinity Treadmills. Can you crouch in them? So in the one that I use, you can't. It doesn't at least translate into in-game. I know that there are Infinity Treadmills that are out there that are being produced right now. I don't know if any are you know commercially available for purchase, um, but there are ones out there that take a different approach. Instead of placing a ring around you, what they do is they have you wear a vest that's attached to a cable and it attaches above your head, and that will help simulate you know crouching and everything like that. So there are ones out there that are coming out or that are have come out that allow you to do that and translate that kind of motion into game, jumping, crouching, everything like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. None awesome. of them so are. For... Yeah, none of them are quite out yet. The Catwalk C we covered on the podcast is funded through Kickstarter, and it's one of the first ones that's going to have that option. The one he talked about from Ready Player One is called the Infinidec. If you want to Google it, it is real. It's still it's not in production, but it is a real design and prototype. It's really interesting. Uh, 
I, I want to try one of these. I want to come to Texas the minute COVID is over and try one of these because I've never gotten the chance. <laughs> I want to try every single kind that's out there. But I know that they're not available everywhere. If you had the chance, would you go try another one or are you like an Omni addict now? Are you kind of stuck to this brand? No, I'm I'm sold to the concept of it. Um, I think that Virtuex and Om- the Omniverse have done a really great job with it. Uh, you mentioned Kickstarter earlier. Virtuex actually started and funded the Omniverse treadmill on Kickstarter. And coming, they just released about a month ago a YouTube ad. They're coming out with what they're calling the Virtuex Odyssey or the Omniverse Odyssey. And that will be this platform available for home purchase. And the way that they're marketing it is as a exercise fitness device. So imagine being able to go play Skyrim in VR and run around, you know, Tamriel. Imagine being able to go play Fallout 4 and run around, everything like that. You're going to get a ton more exercise playing those games. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's being able to do that it's kind of like going back and playing a game that you've played in VR, like super hot, and then trying to play it in 2D again. You're like, oh, I'll, just play, I'll go play something right. else until I can get it working again. So, Right. I know we need to wrap this up, but one thing, maybe maybe for the people who, who haven't watched this on YouTube, come watch this on YouTube. We've started live streaming some of the podcasts. Maybe we can stay on and get some questions from the stream. I think that'd be really cool. I just had one other random question. Me. How do you guys, do you guys get this, the cable kink up above you? Cause you're turning like crazy to play the game. Do you guys use an app to like manage that or does the cable kink up? So the cable, the cable is suspended up above you. Um, I've never had an issue with it kinking up with it wrapping around itself, whatever they're, whatever they're using to kind of suspend the cable up there. And you know, I haven't really particularly looked straight up to see how it's suspended up there. Um, but it's no, I've never run into an issue with it kinking up. So whatever they're doing is working really, really well. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. One last thing before we go, if someone wants to buy an Omni treadmill or similar for themselves for home purpose, these things are like typically a thousand dollars. So we're going to go with that. Is that worth it? Do you think a thousand dollars is worth owning your own VR treadmill? I think that heavily depends on what games are available for it. I think if it's exclusive to whatever company and they're coming out with their own products, $1,000 is, I would not invest for it at $1,000. I would wait until something becomes more available. Now, I can tell you that if somebody releases a VR treadmill and it gets phenomenal reviews and you can play Skyrim and you can go play all these games, they say your entire you know VR Steam library, good to go. I'm going to go buy one tomorrow. I will find the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, that is good to know. Cause I'll admit I've heard otherwise by some people who've bought one, but I guess the difference it would be that you can play all of your games. It's for the most part, fairly seamless. And kind of like how the controls for um, like right now, like a lot of games have like it, you can sort of map, each of the controllers fairly similarly as the the design for vr controllers gets a little bit more standardized i think once vr treadmills kind of get there to where games kind of expect that people will be like a decent player base will be using treadmills then we'll be some seeing some really cool stuff and probably some more purchases maybe the price will go down who knows (laughs) one can only hope one can only hope uh natalie also wanted to know 
Has Nexiana ever tried other VR treadmills? So, no, I have not had the opportunity to try any other VR treadmills. I would love to. There's a company out in California um, called Sandbox VR, and they have a open platform, uh, kind of open arena VR setup going on. And I believe that they have some VR treadmills out there as well. And um, if I ever get the opportunity, I'd love to go out there and work with them. But no, as as of right now, I haven't had a chance to try anybody else. But I'm I'm not I'm not a fanboy by any by any stretch <laughs> as far as Virtuix goes. Um, but they they have done a very very good job with their product design. So cool, Jordan. All right. Uh, just before the final, if people are interested in this, if they want to find you, we said you're on Instagram. Yes. Where else? What what are your what are your platforms? What do you do? Where can people find out stuff about you or come talk to you if they want to find you? So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit older than a, than a lot of people. Uh, I recently made the jump to Instagram, so I'm a little behind the times. But you can find me on Instagram at uh, Commander underscore Nexion. That's C M D R underscore N E X E O N. And then you can find our team at OKist VR Team on Instagram as well. Nice. We'll make sure it's right, linked. Well... <laughs> oh, I. Wait a second. I could have sworn I put. I'm trying to find the outro I did for the uh, previous podcast. Oh, okay, there it is. Cool. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Jordan, where can these people find you? Um, show notes. You can find them in. I'm sorry. This is. I, I realize now that sounds like I'm asking <laughs> you. I'm. I, I'm. I'm trying to coordinate my own thoughts here. Um. So if you want to find him, check out the show notes, check out the YouTube descriptions. This guy is in Discord. If you want to ask him some questions there, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to answer them there. Um, really cool stuff that these guys are doing. Go check them out. A little bit about ourselves before we go, because we have our own things. We have the Discord server. If you are interested in being in participating in the Q&A, if you want to ask us questions during the uh, during the live stream that we can touch on, we, we I'm scanning the chat the entire time until we get enough followers that I can't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of enjoy the 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 like middle level of popularity where you can still keep up with the 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 chat. Like obviously, I want to you know more people, but I'm I'm gonna enjoy this while I still can. So come check us out on Discord if you want some neat Discord roles, early access to stereo versions of the podcast. Trust me, the intro and outro songs sound fantastic in stereo. If you want some really cool stuff, go join our Patreon for $5 a month. And again, if you are listening, consider watching the YouTube channel. If you're on the YouTube channel and you're like, this was cool, but maybe I just want to listen to it on the car drive next time, we are literally everywhere. We're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on iTunes, where you are on every podcast platform. I've worked really hard to make it that way. Go check us out. And that is all. Thank you for watching, guys, and we will see you on the next podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next week.